And now, the Transatlantic Division. Welcome back to the Transatlantic Division, your Dublin media-hosted NBA playoff podcast. I am Jim Elliott, with me as always, Grace, how are you today, Ronan? <laughs> 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 Laughing, Ronan Grace, here as ever. <laughs> Trying that out. What do you think of that? Absolutely. That's, that's good. Laughing, Ronan Grace. Oh, howling, Ronan Grace. Howling, Ronan Grace. We're here with Gooder and the Grace here on uh, WAZQ One in Morning, coming to you live from Dublin Drive Time Radio. All right, that's fucking awful. That's that not is, even really a thing. That is, I would love that, though. Like, you know, traffic, get people to call in. But Traffic and news on the eights, weather on the tens, and then we've got Geech with the sports. It doesn't even have to be about basketball. I was just, I'd love we to, just do drive time radio like that? I'd love to talk to people. We're recording this the morning after game one when the Thunder shocked the world and beat the Warriors at home at Oracle Arena. Uh, there were so many heartbroken Bay Area khaki wearing douchebags in the crowd. It was fantastic. It was, uh, it was good to watch. They're, um, they're not like they're noticeably RC proud, aren't they? You think? As we would the say, the Bay Area guys, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, and that doesn't mean that I'm not rooting for the Warriors because I am rooting. For, well, I guess I'm rooting for a good series, uh, but I do like the Warriors. If they won, I would not be upset. I like that team very much. But yeah, dude, a bunch of rich venture capital pricks from the bay area you're kind of thinking like when you see them when you see the crowd shots and they're clapping you're, yeah. you're kind of going i wonder what that guy's app is I yeah wa- i wonder what he developed i wonder what that guy's app is i wonder what industry he's disrupting and today. It, the clap app <laughs> the, it tells you the right the, clap to use in the right social situation the clap with two p's the clap no no it's can't call clap it app. Yeah, clap app yeah clap actually that's a lot better that's uh, uh, very good branding thank you that's you know what I, it's all I, about. I, uh, I minored in uh, in marketing no did not. you yeah no i did not but okay listen you you just saw the game a couple hours ago man what did you think well it's fresh in my mind um <clears throat> one thing okay when you're watching back on pass what is the point in the game that you just say fuck it and you fast forward halfway through to the third quarter uh, I will always watch the entire... Well, okay, these games, I'll watch every minute of. But when we're talking, like, first round of the playoffs where their guys are clearly getting swept, I'll watch the first quarter to see how they'll they'll shake it out. I'll watch uh, the first couple of minutes after halftime, and then I'll just watch the fourth quarter, if that. Like, if it's a stomping. That's, um, good. That, that's good discipline there, uh, Jim. That's uh, good playoff discipline. Yeah, uh, but in the play... And, I mean, the last round of the playoffs and this round of the playoffs and the finals, I'm watching every minute of every game. Like that's this is just it's basketball at its highest level. It's the best. It's the best. I last until the moment uh, Reggie Miller says unbelievable superstars uh, for the first time. Reggie Miller. Reggie I Miller. I love Mar- Reggie Miller. Miller. Mar- <laughs> I like Marv Albert. Mar- you Mar- like Mar- basketball? <laughs> yeah, I do. Welcome well. to the Windy City. No, I like Marv. Marv Albert is a very nice. Way off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Isn't Marv Albert the voice on NBA Jam, or is that guy just doing a Marv Albert impersonation? Uh, He's hitting sure. up. I don't know, but uh, it, yeah, no. The uh, the best the best announcer group is Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I, Van Gundy is uh, brilliant, and Jackson actually like they bounce really well off each other. Absolutely. Like one's a, one's street, one's office. Did you, you see? Uh, did you did you hear when? 
the the refs were having a marrow game uh, two or three games ago. One phone call, back court. <laughs> and uh, and Mark Jackson was like, "Well, it's a very hard thing to be an NBA referee, and I got to tell you, we've got some of the best referees in the world." And Jeff Van Gundy was quiet for five seconds, and then he was like, "Are you going for a new job or something? Uh-huh. You have been sucking up to the refs uh-huh. ever since this series started." I uh, I put that on a vine. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, at the Trash Bros, even though we're the Transatlantic Division, because I couldn't change that. Jeff Van Gundy says he just exactly. I really just think he says exactly what, it, what what's is on his, his mind, mind yep. which is so ad- admirable in media, and I think that's why we deserve more, at least, of an audience, and then uh, applaud us. Cause... Did you see on Inside the NBA where Charles Barkley was interviewing Dwight Howard, and his first question was, "Why don't people like you?" Yeah, yeah, Fun. really interesting. Something quite similar happened to me on. Uh, <laughs> I did a I did a podcast a comedian's podcast, and he was like, "You're a totally different person now." But all I could think of was, was the person I had been. The person that nobody liked. Yeah. But yeah. back to the playoffs. Okay, let's before we talk too much about the conference finals. Um, uh, I want to pour a glass out, but I won't because I'm Ronan's lovely home uh, to the Spurs and the passing of the Spurs. I think I would have been equally happy watching hopefully seven games of Warriors Spurs as I am watching Warriors Thunder. Although I don't know. No way. No, no way. way. When you said it, you don't. No, yeah. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, no, nah, dude. Who doesn't want to watch Russell Furious Russell, Russell Westbrook? And it's such a good matchup of names, Thunder versus Warriors, you know. Thunder Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man amazing. versus nature. And it's uh, <laughs> it's really what it is as well, isn't it? Because it's funny, dude. This Thunder team looks <sighs> hungry. They look hungry. And they look like they've been thinking about that finals loss since they lost four years ago. And they just, like, I think at the time, everybody assumed, oh, well, they'll, they'll be back. These two guys are incredible. And then Harden left. Uh, and then the ascension of the Warriors, and then the West just went supernova with all the talent mm. out there, and so now they're kind of stuck. But uh, but man, they looked they looked angry. Russell Westbrook, what did he score? Nineteen points in the third quarter? That was insane. Yeah, he was uh, he was he was actually so bad in the first as well. He, just, he couldn't hit he couldn't hit anything in the first quarter. Um, and he didn't even change that much. It just they just started going in. Yeah. And he's just such a he's so determined. Mm. Uh, all the time, he's uh, he really is. Uh, he, I think he's the fastest player I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I did hear. I, I did like how the announcers were saying Russell Westbrook is the fastest player in the league, and all he could think about was pre-injury Derrick Rose to compare him to. And I'm like, what about John Wall? John what about Wall? John Wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Wall is not a slow man. He's not slow, but he's more he's more known for like move, you know, movement like a quick uh, turn of angle, kind or, of a, a quick silvery sort it, of. Uh, yeah, but just in terms of straight line. I don't know, man. John Wall will go straight to the basket, but when he gets there, he doesn't hit it with the John hammer Wall of is, Thor the way Russell Westbrook does. John Wall is very fast, sorry. John Wall is fast as hell, but I mean, I don't yeah, know, it'd Russ, be interesting, wouldn't it, the, the fastest players mm-hmm. in the league? Yeah. Oh, just to have him a... Uh, yeah, maybe they should have that at the All-Star Game in terms just of skills. Sprint. Just a 40-yard dash. <laughs> just a dash, yeah. I think, I think that'd be <laughs> a real easy way for people. Or a massive three-legged race. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's over seven foot. <laughs> just uh, Boban, Maranovic, and uh, who else is a seven-plus footer? How tall is Steven Adams? He's seven feet? He must be, yeah. He, he must, must be seven feet. He's been impressing the hell out of me, Steven Adams. Yeah, well, you know what? We've actually had some decent calls on the podcast because... Uh, we flagged uh, Stephen Adams on the very first one this as year. A, as a difference maker. 
Uh, well, as more as a guy with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that mustache makes a difference. But we said his name in a previous episode before he really uh, stuck it up. Because what we were saying was actually that uh, he's uh, taken Abaka's role as like the, the passion player. The third guy. option. Yeah, and funny, another thing about watching the game on uh, League Pass was uh, that, uh, you, you know, you, it's like every point of action. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you're watching the condensed games? No, 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 uh, but like to fast forward. Ah, so yes, and the fast forwarded bar, they have important points marked, so you can just yeah, fast so forward to the next arrow. And rebound, block, yeah. assist, uh, score, and mm-hmm. type of score. And when you... Uh, when you zip through it. Yeah, there's so many of them were Adams. Yeah. You know, so, uh, Adams is active as hell. He's the putback king. He's getting ridiculous numbers of rebounds. Uh, he works so hard. He's one of these guys that he does not... He plays a very, very physical style of basketball and yet almost emotionless yeah, in the face. Yeah, he's very cool, isn't he? I can't imagine anybody trying to get a rise out of him. Yeah, he's cool. He's a cool customer. He's very... Uh, I'm not sure if he's got Maori blood, but he's he's, he's a real New Zealander, isn't he's he? He's a real New Zealander. Well, he's got that sleeve of Maori tattoos. Yeah, yeah. On. I wonder, is he just going to get another sleeve every time? Because you can see that on the New Zealand rugby team. As they get more and more senior in their career, more and more of their body yeah. gets covered in tattoos. So in like three years, is, is Adams' whole upper and lower body just going to be those designs? Yeah, well, it tells the story of your journey or something, doesn't it? The Maori tattoo. So I think the more it happens to you, the more you add to it. Oh, no, I guess you could say all tattoos tell the story of your journey. Yeah, like, that's true. I suppose it's just so many like uh, this is when I was in dolphins and rainbows. This is when I was in my 20s and I made terrible decisions in tattoos. Yeah, you, did you get one? Nah. Do you have, no, a, do you have a tattoo? I, I don't have any, no. Nah. Nope, I'm uh, I'm old. I, I kind of seem like I'm a guy with a hidden one somewhere, but I definitely don't. Nah, eh. I, I, don't, I, I I'm not mad. Would tattoos them. be a thing in Kerry? I, I have yeah, to imagine. Yeah, yeah. People yeah, are into them. Yeah, tattoos are a thing everywhere now, Jim. God, I did I did a I did a set last week in a dive bar in Chicago. That was the diviest dive bar I've been in in some the, time. Just the constant. whole. Yeah, necks, cares. sleeves. I saw people with ear tattoos, forehead, like literally shit on their ink on their forehead. You know, dreadlocks everywhere. I came straight from work. I was wearing a white collared shirt and trousers. It was ridiculous. Do you know there was this clickbaity uh, article on the Irish Independent, which is a national newspaper here, and uh, it said, uh, "I'm worried that my daughter will be judged for my for the neck tattoo I just got." he's correct to be worried because I'm already judging him and his entire family that's exactly it she will and and you, you should, will and you should yeah. not have done that I, you know I, you already it's not like he did it and, you know it's like A came after B it was like yeah. you got the neck tattoo after you had you know I mean God. it's just it's a neck tattoo it's a big decision it know? is a big decision it's uh, it's not one that the uh, the employers a, tend to look tend to look uh, kindly on. I don't know do you think we've seen the last of Tim Duncan and the reason I ask is because Tim Duncan played every single minute of the fourth quarter of Game 6, and his play up until then would not seem to have warranted those kind of minutes. I wonder if he and Pop had a discussion about how this is kind of it for me, man. I just want to play a full quarter. I do think uh, do- the dunk is gone. Oh, man. Uh, I-, I-, I think that's it. Uh, it's pretty sad. Well, it's sad into one of the best careers of all time. Yeah. The greatest power forward ever. Absolutely. Uh, this is commonly referred to the as... The big fundamental. A one uh, ballot Hall of Famer. I first ballot Hall of Famer. First ballot. Number one ballot. But it was, it was terrible to see. I think he got four shots blocked in that fourth quarter. That guy just couldn't. I mean, and you're going against 
a See? Thunder team that are athletic as hell and long and aggressive. And between Adams and Cantor uh, and Abaka down low, like that is a mm. front line that you don't want to go anywhere near. And I think Westbrook got him once, didn't he? Yeah. Westbrook gets a lot done underneath the basket for a guard. Yeah, he does a lot of blocks and rebounds. Yep. Um, the only way I could see Duncan come back is if they did find some way to add another huge piece and they have a real chance. But I so Lamarcus Aldridge, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, it's well, I mean, like, like who's foundation. the biggest? Who are the biggest free agents out there? Al Horford, free agent. Al Horford does a lot of the things that um yeah that Lamarcus, Lamarcus does. does yeah, not nearly as well. They yeah, need I like guard Al Horford. Help the I, I think Al Horford will stay where he is. To be yeah. Honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, yeah I, there, I, there's going to be a lot of movement towards the Lakers, isn't there? One way or another this year. I don't know. With the, with the way the league is right now, with the fact that you can sell just as many jerseys playing in Oklahoma City as you can in Los Angeles, I think everybody that lives in Los Angeles and New York still believes that everybody wants to play for Los Angeles and New York because we're the biggest markets. But it's a global game, man. Yeah, yeah, I, there is just, I suppose, some brands are more global than others. Yeah. And, and also living, living in, in LA, LA is kind of yeah, nice. Being, yeah. rich, being rich in LA must be nice. Millionaire basketball player in LA. Has That's a, a pretty good life. Yeah. Pretty good uh, life. But, uh, not like Cleveland's not lovely. But see, there we go. We're talking about the big markets already when we should be talking about Golden State. Yeah, so what happened to Golden State? Obviously, Curry went super cold in the fourth quarter, one for six. I don't see that happening again. Clay, I felt, played really well. Really well. Um, played really well defensively, too. I, I, I feel like I, anytime I think of Clay Thompson, my brain just can't stop replaying that 38 point quarter that he had. But that ignores how good he is on the other side of the ball. Yeah, he's very, like, he's, a, he's an elusive dribbler. And uh, mm. he's a really good finisher as well. Like, mm-hmm. lovely little kind of teardrop or you know off the top of the glass type of you yep. know lovely uh, a lot of Tony Parker style yeah a lovely touch two handed just uh, just a really good player Trying uncharacteristically to... sloppy out of the Warriors although their style of play with the passing and the ball movement whizzing around like that it does kind of lend itself to turnovers yeah it's precise but uh, Thunder had one turnover in the second half the big lineup that OKC had seemed to really bother their small lineup, mm. and that's actually where I think a lot of the damage was done. I'm worried about Draymond Green for the next couple of games. Draymond Green played 40 minutes in this game, 40 really active minutes, 40 minutes spent trying to box out Stephen Adams and Serge Ibaka. Like they, I think they need Bogut was in, but I think they're going to need Festus Azili to clock up some more mileage, or at least grind down on the on the Thunder bigs a little bit more. Try yeah, to make them more active. Try to make them burn more calories. When I did see uh, Festus Azili come into the game um, in the in the conference final, I only noticed him really doing bad things. He had a terrible yes. foul, and he's just a bit of a headless player. Yeah, but uh, well, uh, I don't know. You wonder because you think about. You think about uh, the season that they had and how intense that was, but nothing matches the intensity of the playoffs. And the playoffs they had last year, outside of the Memphis series, when Cleveland took two games off them, that was kind of a pressure cooker. But outside of that, this battle that the Thunder are going to give them down low, I don't think they've seen anything like this. No, I don't know how well um, Festus is going gonna, is gonna to react to that. It's just, uh, it's such a, it's mouth-watering. It's uh, so much fun to watch. Yeah, when you, when you said uh, that, you know, it would have been good to see the Spurs as well. I, I just can't yeah. believe I've forgotten about those old Spurs. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. 
like uh, just that game today was so it, it really was it, it, it was a very West Coast game as well absolutely well they're the two fastest teams in the league when they play each other yeah they, they the three games they had this year which by the way those could have gone either way like it was like oh the Warriors beat them three in a row well yeah well one of those was on a 42 foot bomb from from Steph at the end of the at the end of the regulation period and all of those, I was reading the, the, the possessions for those, that they averaged 102 possessions for 48 minutes. That would have been the fastest in the NBA by a large margin. And so we're going to get at least four, potentially seven games of this. God, if you're not a basketball fan watching this, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It'd make you think, I mean, that's going to be a factor when whoever does get into the final does get into the final because... Because Cleveland got- has a walk in the park. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on from our review of the first game uh, right. of the West to the to the game tonight, game one. Game one in the East, where the uh, where your boy for the Raptors is down. Toronto Raptors, yeah, but he's no longer my boy. No. No, no. Demar Derozan is my new. Demar Derozan is your boy now. Uh, and you another, like the big dumb white Europeans though. Another, and that's Valanciunas. No, no. Do you know what I like as well? I like those. Um, those ball hogging, ball stopping, shot jacking two uh, guys with two D's in their name, Demar no, Derozan. No, it's just like those gliders, those guys uh, who were born to move. He's just. Uh, I see what you're saying. And I do. I like the way he's getting another guy. He's got those white set eyes. He seems to see a lot. I going same, on same question. Yeah. Same question uh, as I asked you last episode. No love for Kyle Lowry. A lot of love for Kyle Lowry because. To be honest, since uh, you pointed out uh, how inconspicuous he's been, or bad, mm. he's been amazing. Uh, he's absolutely taken he's absolutely it. Absolutely turned it on. Is that yeah? They they must be um, the sec. I was uh, I was uh, close to being hyperbolic there and saying they're obviously the best backcourt in the league, mm. which obviously the splash yes. uh, brothers are. Yeah. But yeah. they're uh, they're second. And I would say I don't think so, man. Portland. I would put Portland up there, especially after the year they had this year. If McCollum yeah. keeps coming along, as much as I would love to say Wall and Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal took a step up this year, not nearly as big as he's going to need to, and he, he can't stay off the he can't stay off the injured list, man. Bradley, I think he might have played fifty games this year. Yeah, tough. he's going to get a reputation if he's not careful. Now, in saying that, Curry had that reputation his first two years too, a lot of problems. Yeah. But here we are talking about Toronto Raptors as if they're it's, playing in a vacuum. Did they a, have a chance against Cavaliers? Well, let's give them their moment for a second, uh, Jim, uh, because to be honest, <laughs> it's uh, it's just such God, a nice. You just complimented the ugly guy's personality. It's let's just, give him a moment. It's all he'll have. But no, let's just yeah, let's. Give them their moment in the in the sun because they don't get a lot of it uh, up there. They won. They won a game seven. We're That's good for them. They won a good. Yeah, and that was a really good series. I thought against Miami. Oh, they dude, were, um, I, I think it was a good storyline series, but actually watching it was painful at times. Oh my god! I'm like, I, I really enjoyed it. It was like if if that game um, that game last night was West Coast at its best, then that was like East Coast at its best. <laughs> It's like one guy, uh, one guy on the team yeah, taking no, on. No, uh, no passes per possession. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maximum one pass per possession. That's uh, it was just good fault. to see Wade, Wade just kind of give his full array of. You uh, still love Dwayne Wade. I do like Dwayne Wade a lot. I like yeah, him too. yeah, I like yeah. Him too. Um, but uh, yeah, it, look, it was great to see Toronto get in. It, it, it's actually great to see the way the kind of city and almost the country is reacting to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team. I remember I was around when uh, they were uh, expansion. Thing. It was them and the Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah. Too. Yep. And uh, 
it's uh it's it's kind of cool to see them in to the, see them contending at all in the final yeah, yeah. and uh, look if Valentinus comes back they still don't have a hope in hell <laughs> <laughs> because uh, even like even uh, you know you get, you get there's a lot of uh, on the media now there's a lot of uh, kind of Toronto based journalists just talking about how great it is for the city and it, it's it's like they don't even care about this uh, about the this fact series. that they're gonna get pasted yeah and actually maybe that will take a lot of the pressure off them and maybe and I, maybe that oddly will have the effect of lifting their game yeah because I, everybody's counting them so far out that they got nothing to lose yeah I can see them doing something in the first game or game or two and then as soon as they think they have a chance I think then Le- they'll tighten up LeBron will slit their throats I got a question for you we were talking about annoying fans earlier more annoying fans your Bay Area coder bro douchebag or Drake uh, I, I, do you know what I, it's, it's strange I still have another Drake when I'm actually watching the game really? God, yeah. I can't stop looking at it he pops up off of the bed he wanders so far from the sideline I really feel like uh, under under previous commissioners, that that's, this would not fly. He's walking onto the court and clapping in people's faces as they yeah, walk I've away. Yeah, I've seen the gifts and stuff. I mean, I'd love to see someone Decker. hit him. Yeah. yeah. Oh just my God. send on your 15th man oh, to, just, boy. to just whack him. I would love to see Tristan Thompson punch Drake. <laughs> yeah, Canadian on Canadian crime. Yeah. Uh, and then they would both apologize profusely. It will be uh, interesting because also Drake is a notorious uh, glory hunter. What would you call a glory hunter? Starfucker? Mm, yeah. Bandwagon fanner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I bet he's from Toronto. He's from Toronto now, yeah. He no, no, runs he is. through the six with his woes. He definitely is. A, that's the other thing. I've never heard a Drake song. That's Drake. the only one I've heard because it became popular on Vine for a little while. I could reference. <laughs> Get back to the basketball gym. I think the last time we talked, I was like Miami Heat or my team of the team playoffs. of destiny. No, no, just just the team I'm enjoying uh, watching probably the most. Mm. Uh, and uh, that series, I think Toronto, my my love transferred really? to the living. Huh. Raptors. Okay. And uh, I kind of like them. I have a, a special place in my heart for those little dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ever since the first Jurassic Park. I do like... Uh, li- I like the Rosen. I uh, like Biombo. Um, even though he's dirty. Bismack Biombo has a, a real chippy mentality to him. Did you see guy. him block that shot and give him the uh, yeah, uh, Dumbo yeah. finger wag? Have you noticed that he must wear the, the shortest shorts per leg ratio in the NBA <laughs> you think he, you think Bismarck Bianco is showing the most leg in the league at yeah the like they're well above the knee which is quite unusual these days wow well above the I knee I have not noticed I'll have to take I'll have to take a you know, hey, I'm, a, I'm a short short guy like you know I'm European are short shorts a European thing or are short shorts a Gaelic football thing uh, French ba- French and Spanish basketball players wear proper length shorts yeah basketball players yeah that, well, that damn Michigan team uh, the Fab Five with their tall socks and their long shorts, and then uh, and then of course the, the word became flesh. In of course the answer, Allen Iverson. Yeah, of course we say it when uh, AI stepped over current Cavaliers coach Tyron Lue. Cavaliers coach Tyron Lue, who appears to have awoken a slumbering giant and unlocked the potential of that lineup. Yeah, h- been, himself. <laughs> well, I mean, somebody did it. They beat the hell out of the poor Atlanta Hawks. I think they're like uh, I. I think they're. It's, things are kind of so easy for them in the West that they can... 
Uh, do you know what's a good uh, a good analogy for it's like uh, Kerry football, right? They can time their because the Munster ah. Championship is so uh, you know it's nobody it's out there. One game maybe. Okay. But it's the same for a, they're not going to have too many taxing matchups, so they can they can control minutes. They can you know kind of work. But on is tactics. that an, is that an advantage or is that a disadvantage when you get thrown into the cauldron of the finals? Would you rather have had to? Fight your way a little bit more to get through. Obviously, you wouldn't rather have lost, but no you would way. rather a few more character building wins. Is that a thing? In a seven game series with coast to coast travel and the game as at, uh, athletically uh, demanding as basketball, I would absolutely take the easy schedule in. Okay. And what's happening between the Thunder and uh, um, the Warriors is so intense and so up and down That's and so high. An interesting point. And I was thinking that actually after uh, after the Thunder won game one. Now that we're getting way ahead of myself. Imagine the Thunder win this series. Is that the emotional peak for them? Will they be able to muster up anything for Cleveland or will that have been their high watermark? Jim, get back behind yourself because what you think Toronto, you don't think Toronto have any chance in this. Yeah. Zero. Zero. They might win one game. I think it's going to be 4-2. Four 4-2. Two. Four two. Yeah, Six games. Yeah, I, I think they get two wins. I think... Yeah, I, I, I think they battle out two. Yeah. Nope. So, facing a well-rested Cleveland team, a, a battered and bruised Warriors or Thunder. Just starting to hum into gear. Yeah, it's... Uh, Cleveland's making more three-point shots than anybody. This yeah, time. like it, well, I'm trying to think. Even last year, didn't they have a did they have a difficult um, conference finals against? Um, well, Cleveland had a bad run of it ever since uh, the injuries. Kyle Lowry was out the whole time, and then Kevin Love going down in Boston. Uh, they were able, to, like they were, they were forcing themselves to figure things out on the fly. They had they won two NBA Finals games with Matthew Dellavedova as their starting point guard. Jesus Christ! You mock him, but uh, I mock him incessantly. He has added. Uh, he has added a lot to his game. I've noticed this year. I, I they, they leave him out there in, in, during important times. Well, defensively, and, uh, he's an upgrade from Lowry, and also Lowry functions best when he has the ball. But there's another guy in the court named LeBron who you give the ball to all the time. So Delhi, actually, I feel like when LeBron is running, I feel like Kyrie Irving would be better off coming off the bench, leading the second unit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah, because then it's like you have such a massive threat in the in in your second team that like the what are they going to do to counteract that? Mm -hmm. It's going to be uh, pretty difficult for Tristan Thompson. Is also uh, he's also uh, grown into this playoffs, and he really is like I mean. I can't remember a player's offensive rebounding making as much as a difference. Well, that was that was their claim to fame last year. That was really the only chance they had. Was they as said Dennis Tristan Rodman. Yeah, as Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Good old the worm. The worm. Ugh. But, uh, sorry, uh, you were saying there? I was saying that last year that, that seemed to be the one thing that the Cavaliers could do better than anybody was, was rebound offensively between Mozgov and Thompson down low. Haven't seen much of Mozgov. No, uh, I was wondering, was he injured maybe or something? But uh, we never kind of got to the bottom of it. I don't know. I think they've just hit on a, on a couple of lineups that work so well. And, and by necessity, well, I don't know about by necessity, but uh, in the playoffs, you tend to see the usage rates decline, which was like you look at the Thunder, they played eight players last night. Uh, I was surprised to see the Warriors play 10. But you get deep into the playoffs, you're going to go with your starting five and then the two studs off the bench that you absolutely trust. Yeah. You're not going to get those deep, deep, deep rotations, Spurs-esque. Yeah, yeah, it definitely tightens up. Um, 
and Thompson has been playing a lot at uh, at center for them, mm. and that's probably going to do it against Biombo. You know, you could I, you could see Tom, Thompson's a smart player. He's definitely a smart defender, yeah. and uh, I think he can kind of use the box out and just general positioning and stuff yeah. to kind of eradicate the threat of but do you think cleveland do you think cleveland runs an offense like that do you think they run it inside out passing it down low first and then out to a shooter it seems to me like they've got such good spacing right now that between uh Kyrie or lebron driving and then they kick out to any one of shumpert kevin love jr smith who are waiting to pull the trigger it's just, it's i don't like cleveland i don't know why i don't like cleveland but they have been great to watch yeah, they have. They they do play a uh, lovely kind of uh, traditional basketball mm-hmm. rather than the kind of high tech space age stuff of the Warriors. Yeah, I, but yeah, I feel like they've got the, the the playoffs is just like it gives so much, doesn't it? It's uh, it's wonderful. It's such a great time of the year. It's absolutely it's basketball Christmas. It's weird though. I, I look at the I look at the Cavs and I look at the Warriors. The Cavs have I feel like as much ball movement and as much three pointing three pointers as the. Warriors do, except they also have combined that with colossal size down low, and that and I look at that and I wonder, wow, is the small ball revolution already over? Are we back to six tens and above down low? And except now with the requirement that they have to be really good passers. I was thinking that uh, as well when I was watching um, OKC, OKC and the Warriors, uh, because when Thunder went big, just as Warriors mm. went small, they were, I mean they really upset them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, if Durant had missed six shots in a row. They, but that could have been a, close to a blowout. Like which it could have, yeah. The Warriors it never. It's so weird because you figure you figure the all stars on each team. Westbrook won game one. He was he was dominant yeah. in the third quarter and he, they locked down on defense in the fourth. So that was Westbrook's game. But you got to figure each one of these guys, Westbrook, uh, Durant, Curry, Thompson. These guys are each just going to win a game by themselves at some point. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not. Yeah, I, you could see any one of those players stepping up in the mm-hmm. in the, the thing, and I, that's a great thing about the the playoffs is it really kind of shines a magnifying glass on Absolutely. some of these guys that there's nowhere know, to hide somebody. If somebody has a weakness in one facet of their game, they're not getting off the bench. Yeah, the playoffs, it's can't play them. It's it's crazy how quickly and how intelligently weaknesses get exploited and uh, we slag coaches and stuff uh, a fair bit but like there's some amount of work it's, uh, it's, it's cold-blooded at times and you can you can see it kind of as these series go on that something that worked in one game won't work in another game and mm-hmm. that's why they're so intriguing indeed okay so uh best euro best euro left in the playoffs the if you're Rooting for European players, the Oklahoma City Thunder are your team between Ibaka and Cantor. Yeah, well, the best Europeans I think went out with um, the Spurs. With the Spurs, the Heat, and yeah. a couple of good ones. Yeah, yeah, it's between Cephalosha and Ibaka, I think, for the mm-hmm. best one left. And then there, there's actually quite a lot of anti uh, You three. know, I've never known how to say that word. I've only ever read it. There you go. But yeah, Stephen, whatever they're doing down there in in terms of basketball training, it's working. Between Bogut and Adams. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I think mean, New Zealand is almost exactly the same size as Ireland, yep. and we've never come close to putting yeah. somebody in the. All right, so uh, you're saying uh, you're saying Cleveland and six. Cleveland and six. Yeah, four two. All right. What about in the West? In the West, I think that goes seven. You think it goes seven? I absolutely hope it goes seven. It goes seven. If yeah, we've been good. 
and basketball Santa comes. The more basketball juice they squeeze out of those. Out of these two guys, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah. Hopefully six more games of it. I still I still think the Warriors win the thing. Uh, I'm going to go Thunder. You're going to go Thunder? Yeah, I'm going to go Thunder. How good would it be to see Durant versus uh, LeBron in an NBA Finals? I would love to watch that. Yeah. I would love yeah. to see, except for <laughs> Toronto, because I don't even care about Toronto. I would love to see any of these three teams in the championship. Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, the rematch, you know, is uh, the rematch is pretty, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Toronto, but uh, hey, good job. Good yeah, job. good job. Good job, eh? Good job, eh? The Blue Jays look pretty good. It's baseball season. Thanks, yeah, Toronto. that punch was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah, Great was, punch yeah. up. Look that up. Oh, what are their names? Batista and... Well, Batista of the bat flip. I don't, I, don't, I don't know the guy's name on the Rangers. Obrin. I don't so, know the Texas yeah. track. I could give a uh, Yeah. So, anyway, look, Jim... Hey, you got, any, uh, you got any comedian uh, comedy gigs coming up? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to be getting in Pop the Cherries in Whelan's. In Whelan's. On Wexford Street on the 30th of Great this venue. month. So and I'm gonna be in the uh, I'm gonna be in the Laughter Lounge this weekend, 19th to the 21st, and then I'm headlining down to the Comedy Crunch on the Stag's Head on the 21st. Come and see us, and if you tell us that you listen to the Transatlantic Division, we will buy you a pint. But you know, check out the Lads Comedy Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much for listening, guys. We will see you all later.